Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Shh. All right, so I'm just going to vent for a couple minutes here. About a month back, Taylor bought herself uh, new to her used car from a dealership. And I feel like it's the, since then we've had the stereotypical shitty dealer experience. Um, the engine light came on in her car like a week after she bought it. We took it back to them. They didn't do anything to fix it. They were just like, oh, it's not a big deal. Just uh, make sure you tighten the gas cap when you put gas in. Well, she hadn't put gas in her car up to that point, so I don't see how that could have been the problem. But they sent us on our merry way, and a couple days later, the code came back on, and we took it back to them, and then there was magically $900 of work that needed to be done because the fucking valve cover gasket came off and oil got in the engine, and now there's all this shit that needs to be fixed in the engine because oil's not supposed to go in. No. Um, yeah, so they fucked us real good. The limited warranty on engine transmission and drivetrain that she had for three months or 3,000 miles, both of which were very well still inside, they, uh, they said that that warranty didn't cover the damage that was done in the engine because it is something that should have been taken care of under routine maintenance. Less than a month after we bought the fucking car. After she bought the fucking car. I didn't buy the fucking car. It's just fucking stupid. Like, so we took the car, she took the car back. She had them do the work to fix it. And she got them to take like $280 off of that $900. But that's still a fucking drop in the bucket for something that should be covered under a warranty. And then she picks up her car, pays for it, and the next day the fucking check engine light's back on with the same fucking code. So we took it to the garage that I've taken my cars to, and they're like, oh yeah, you need a new catalytic converter. It's going to be $2,700. And it's just really fucking stupid, because I guarantee the dealership knew it had these issues before they sold us the car, but... You know, they just want to play hot potato past the problem, and they they did. They they uh, they sold it to a, to to us. But like, really? Why? I don't know. Why can't you be more upfront about that shit? I I I get that. Like, on one hand, it's gonna cut into your sales if you're like, yes, we've got this great car that's you know fucking brand new, low miles, but it needs a new catalytic converter. Okay, well, maybe that's going to detract some people and maybe it's not going to be able to sell for as much. But I guarantee you, you'll have higher customer satisfaction and people will have positive word of mouth and they won't record angry rants on fucking podcasts because your bitch ass sold us a piece of shit car that you knew needed thousands of dollars of work done to it. But you didn't want to put the money or time in. You just wanted to pass the buck to someone else. God fucking damn it. Um, yeah, so fuck them. I won't name the dealership by name, but it's extremely disappointing.
And so now we're working with the garage that I've taken my cars to. They're fixing the catalytic, replacing the catalytic converter and seeing what other work may or may not have been done by the garage because they allegedly replaced an O2 sensor twice. Not sure why. You'd need to do that twice in one maintenance visit. Uh, and they redid, they replaced the spark plugs and some other shit in the engine because it all got fucked up because the valve cover gasket broke and let oil in the engine. But, you know, um, the first thing that the garage said to us when we took the car in was, yeah, it's really fucking messy in there. Like there's oil and coolant everywhere. So clearly they did shit work. (sighs) God fucking damn it. Why do car dealers suck? So, I'm going to talk about a travel story. I can promise you it's not going to be as good as Bobby's or nearly as exciting. But I was thinking today and... In the last couple weeks, I was like, I don't have very many exciting travel stories. I've done some fun things, but nothing crazy like where Bobby's going through a protest and, you know, is fearful for his for his life. Maybe I'm just not as cool as Bobby. But my travel story is about Vegas, and it's not a traditional Vegas story. It doesn't have to do with crazy nights drinking or anything of the matter. So... I went to Vegas because a good friend of mine and her boyfriend were going to Vegas because she had, I believe it's her uncle's place, had a place outside of Vegas, so it was an easy place to stay, and all we really had to pay for was the uh, flight. So me and my roommate at the time, Dan Johnson, uh, we went on a flight to Vegas, and... The majority of the time was spent a little bit on the Strip, a little bit uh, going to Zion National Park, which was really cool, and then also just hanging out in the house because there was a sweet pool and all that stuff. But me and Dan uh, decided that we wanted a little bit more uh, adventure, so we got an Uber all the way out to Red Rocks, and I believe there are so many different Red Rocks, not the one in Denver, obviously, the one about an hour, maybe 45 minutes outside of... Vegas and so the Uber a 45 minute long Uber is just uncomfortable it's 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 not great um but as you'll be able to tell uh that would be taken for granted pretty quickly so Dan and I had an absolutely lovely lovely time uh climbing on the rocks and doing a couple trails and just enjoying the nature um and we got all the way to the end of it and you could There was this lake in the middle of all these rocks in this desert and you could get high enough up where you could see the strip and it was it was just gorgeous anyways we go all right probably time to head on back uh when we were heading into the park somebody informed us that we'll probably not have any service so you'll want to order an uber in advance and i said why would i do that i'm poor i don't want to do that right now because i would be like spending money i don't have so They were absolutely right. There is no service, but they did say there is a service station or uh, 
guest station, guest building. I want to say customer service. I know that's not right. Whatever it is for parks. And so Daniel and I did not have any service. So we could not call an Uber from the trail we were out on that our Uber dropped us off at. And so then we had to walk like a solid mile and a half, two miles, I believe, where when our legs were already shot all the way to the middle of the, let's call it customer service place. And to our dismay, that place was locked and closed and our phones had no service and we seemed a bit fucked. But what we decided to do is go up to the only person in the parking lot which was an older man kind of half sitting out of his car, you know, in the non-sketchiest way. And we went out to went up to him and we offered to pay him to take us into town where there is service. Now, this is where the story should get crazy and something could happen like Daniel's leg getting cut off or something way less terrible happening to Dan. But We just got super fucking lucky, and this guy was super chill, took us back into town, and yeah, got an Uber back to the place, and yeah, now that I'm telling the story, I I wish I had better stories. I think my my story with, with Bobby in Germany was probably more exciting. Man, maybe I just need to take more risks, risks, risks. Ugh, taking a risk, trying to say risks. Jesus Christ, all right, get me out of here. Things are going to get...